0: Hello, this is Will Wexler. I'm the director of the Rafiq Hariri Center and Middle East programs at the Atlantic Council.
1: And I'm Henry Rome. I'm a senior analyst uh, focusing on Iran and the Middle East at Eurasia Group. And we're here to chat today uh, about Iran, all things Iran and the nuclear negotiations. Uh, as, As you may know, the third round of nuclear negotiations have started up in Vienna. And with the objective from the Iranians, the U.S. and the other members of the original deal to try to get back into the JCPOA.
0: So Henry, uh, tell us not just what's going on right now, because of course, there's very little um, that is being reported in the papers that gives justice to what is undoubtedly really happening behind the scenes, In um, but where you think this is going. Do Are we going to have a new JCPOA this year, do you think?
1: Yeah, that's, that's my expectation, Will. I think there's enough incentive on both sides to overcome some admittedly pretty significant hurdles in the negotiations on substance, scope, um, and sequence, and that I think that the two sides can get there. I think it's, from my point of view, it's more a question of when, not if. And and at this point, I, I still think the second half of this year uh, is more likely from a timing point of view, but that's, that's more of a timing question. Um, from, from my perspective. How about you? What what are you looking at um, with these negotiations?
0: You know, I may be a little bit more on the skeptical side than you are. I, I agree with your timing. I don't, think that anything's going to happen very soon. But I also really question whether the Iranian government um, uh, is in a position to um, to really uh, move off of their absolutist talking points that they brought into the discussions, um, the, the great distance that needs to go in order to meet the Biden administration to have a deal. It seems to me that what might be more likely is a sort of less for less kind of deal where um, the U.S. gives um, some sanctions relief, the Iranians make some movement um, on the nuclear program, and they continue to talk. in in, in this case, uh, directly instead of indirectly facilitated talks, as we've seen thus far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think you 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 point out a really important point here, which I think gets gets lost a lot, is that the the Iranians, at least in public, have laid out very absolutist positions, especially on sequence. They demand all uh, sanctions be relieved first, such that they can be verified, and then they would return to nuclear compliance. And also on which sanctions uh, should come off. And so I think those are those are really complex conversations. Um, and and I'm sure the the fire engine going by uh, was an intentional sound effect and not not just natural noise there. <laughs> um, and and well, what what's a I mean you 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 look at we were just saying you look at the the whole Middle East not just not just Iran not just JCPOA. I mean what what are you looking for in in that scenario where a less for less kind of some talking but no clear resolution? How how does that play in the broader Middle East? Would you say?
0: Well, I, I do think, think that one thing that we're seeing in the broader Middle East, in, in no small part um, uh, uh, incentivized by the incoming Biden administration and its approach, is a number of actors trying to de-escalate tensions that um, uh, uh, that were that were quite prominent um, previously. Um, it might be a short-term de-escalation, but we're seeing that with reports of. Of, uh, of talks involving the Saudis and the Iranians, we see this with uh, the Turkey uh, making overtures towards uh, towards Egypt, the UAE, and elsewhere. Um, we see this with the UAE starting to position itself as a peacemaker in Kashmir. So the the general mood of the region um, seems to be moving more in this direction, at least at least uh, for the for the time being, um, and if. And if those um, uh, individual lines um, can uh, of effort can uh, can have some success, that will be a real a positive contribution to the region and can um, also uh, uh, have positive feedbacks on the nuclear discussions as well.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. i I, I think the one the one corollary I, I'd add is that um, Israel, I think, has looked on this from a much more concerned point of view than than perhaps other countries with which it either has or, or doesn't have relations in the region. And perhaps the the fire engine going by would have been a better sound effect for this point, because I think the at least the message from the Israeli officials coming into D.C. Uh, who are in D.C. right now is is that actually uh, the trajectory is not good and they do not intend to uh, kind of sit back uh, if JCPOA is, is put back into effect and um, uh, kind of re- reorient their position, which I think was in at least in 2015, 2016, The kind of overriding um, attitude out of the Israeli defense establishment was: you had a decade, um, we can focus on other Iranian activities in the meantime. But I think uh, they 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 are perhaps most loudly, but 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 quite convincingly saying that um, hold up, we 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 have some some real concerns here, and not going to necessarily um, uh, back off of those publicly.
0: I think that's exactly right. And the Israelis are both taking action in terms of uh, barely disguised covert actions against Iran and actions uh, on the maritime domain. Um, uh, And they're also accurate in their assessment of the real egregiousness of some kinds of Iranian behavior. And so that's going to continue no matter what happens with the JCPOA.